Aloha and welcome to Connection to the Cosmos with your host, me, Dr. Lisa Thompson, where I have out of this world conversations with extraordinary people. Today, I have Corby Mitleid on, and I am so excited to talk about all of what she does. But first, a couple of announcements. Um, if you are coming to Hawaii, to the Big Island, come on one of my Big Island UFO tours where you will see the night sky in a way like none other using the advanced generation three military night vision goggles. And if you have not already downloaded the free 20 minute meditative journey to meet your galactic family and guides, make sure you grab that on my website, mysticmanta.com or drlisajthompson.com. So without further ado, I'm gonna bring on Corby. Hi, Corby. Good to be here. Yeah, thank you. Well, let me share with the audience um, all about you. I'm really excited for our conversation today. So Corby Mitleide has been reading since 1973. She's traveled coast to coast and into Canada as a full-time intuitive counselor and is an inspirational speaker and facilitator. Corby's certifications and affiliations include certified tarot master and certified professional tarot reader member of the American Tarot Association and the Tarot Guild, and ordained minister of the Sanctuary of the Beloved, Order of Melchizedek. A trained medium and past life specialist, Corby is a featured channel in Robert Schwartz's breakthrough series, Your Soul's Plan, Your Soul's Gift, and Your Soul's Love, and is herself the author of Clean Out Your Life Closet, The Psychic Yellow Brick Road, and You've Got the Magic, Who Needs a Genie? Corby prides herself on being a practical intuitive. Despite her elegant clothes and table trappings, most people say sitting with her is a comfortable, safe experience that feels like they're with a longtime friend, not a stranger spouting a bunch of mystical hoodoo and pretense. And she doesn't believe in bad news. She says that we have opportunities we can go after and challenges to get past, she says firmly. After dealing three times with breast cancer, she learned that firsthand, her job is to give you the tools and courage to deal with both situations. Everything else is free will and up to you. Well, welcome, Corby. So I first, before we jump into, I've got so many different questions rattling around in my mind. About your right. work. Um, so I would love for you to share, like, so 1973, that's, I'm, I'm born in 72. So that's a long time to be a card reader. It's my 50th high school reunion in two months. Oh my so, goodness. Yes. Okay. Well, <laughs> you're, look, you're just beautiful. So tell us, like, how, how did this start for you? Because like, how did you grow up? Like, was your family into this or what? Oh, God, how, no, my family was entirely left brain. Okay. Dad was a doctor. My brother is a doctor. My mother was a nurse. Me, theater, writing. I could have tap danced on the table and recited Shakespeare and they would not have seen me. But when I was nine, I read a book called The Witch Family by Eleanor Estes. Okay. And I thought, oh, there is magic in the world. I want to go find it. Then you fast forward to 1973, senior in high school. I was working part-time at Spencer Gifts and they had the James Bond 007 tarot deck and I bought it. Because we were all hippies then. You had your elephant doll bottoms and the David Crosby fringe jacket and the deck. Yeah. Now, <laughs> five years later, everybody else moved on to roller skates and disco balls. But I loved the cards. They mm -hmm. told stories. I was an actress. I was a storyteller. It was a great match. So for 20 years, read for friends, 
making sure my ego stayed out of the way and the message was clear. All of a sudden in the early 90s, I could do hands-on healing and talk to dead people with no training. That was when the universe handed me my draft notice and said, hello, greetings, you're working for us. Okay, so I did it part-time, very checkered career. Actress, author, inspirational speaker, video producer, legal assistant, executive recruiter for engineering and manufacturing, writing for the graphic novel series ElfQuest, but always the psychic work on the side. Okay. Until 9-11. Okay. As we watched the towers burn, I turned to my husband and I said, I'm going to need to do the psychic work full time. People need to know there's something else out there. And he looked at me and he said, I believe in you. Go do it. Since then, it's been six days a week, 14 hours a day. I read about a thousand people a year and I get to get up in the morning. I don't have to get up in the morning. That's key. I love that. Well, so um, I grew up, so, you know, again, I'm born in 1972, but my mother, Mm -hmm. she um, started studying astrology when I was two years old. So 1974, Mm -hmm. and all her friends were either astrologers or tarot card readers. Linda Goodman's Sun Signs. I bet that book was in your house when you were growing up. Oh, it was. It was. And it came with me in my, you know, when I went to college and all of that. And so. Mm Um, what, what is it about tarot? Cause I mean, I have a lot of experience, but our audience may not understand exactly mm-hmm. like what the power of a tarot reading really is and what you're doing there. What I tell people is here are your opportunities and how to grab them. Here's the tough stuff. Here's how to get through it or around it. Here's your toolbox, go rock and roll. But we do not worship the cards. Somebody literally said, do you pray to the cards? Do you worship them? <laughs> no. <laughs> Hello. Get a clue. Um, but when you accept the universe's draft notice, it goes rifling inside to see what you got. Mm. Me, theater major. I love characters. Words are my drug of choice. I tell stories. And yes, I love history. So that's why I'm a past life expert. But that's why tarot and oracle cards, because I use them both, okay. are so huge for me. Here's the, there you go. Beautiful. Okay. So at the same time, do not ask me to draw spirit art, because I cannot hold a sharp pencil and with a lot of prayer, got a stick figure, not my wheelhouse. And people need, if you want to do what I do, please understand that you do not have to do everything. Choose what you love, and that's when spirit will give you that leg up. Mm, that is a great statement. So my my first modality that I got trained in was past life regression therapy. So mm-hmm. I um I also yeah love that whole aspect of understanding. So mm-hmm. what has been for you with the past life work that you do the most, I guess, eye-opening or have you had any like major aha moments with people? Yes, I have. But it's very important that your folks know the difference between what I do and what you do. Okay. Past life regression, notice folks, she's trained, she's certified. That is an absolute because she guides you up to the Akashic where you wander around in the stacks. Yeah. What I do is you come to me and say, why am I weirded out when I get wet hair in my face? I'm the one who quickly goes up to the Akashic, pulls down the book and says, read chapter two. That's called past life retrieval. And that's why I can do that in a public setting. I've done past life galleries. I do it at Mm -hmm. expos because you don't have to lower your shielding and be vulnerable. That's where I'm the librarian for you. 
Got it. So, um, but what I explain to people is, no, you don't get to know all of your past lives. You don't need them. If you're a janitor in Des Moines and you find out you were Napoleon Bonaparte, what's that going to do for you in the mop? Not a lot. Right. So people come to me when they have an obsession or a phobia or a place or a person that's important that they don't understand. Two of my favorite examples. There was a woman who came to me and said, I don't know what's going on with my son. He's 29. He won't do anything without checking with me first. He won't live more than a mile or two away. What's going on? And I closed my eyes and I go, okay, I'm seeing 1944. This is Utah Beach. So this is D-Day. Your son is one of the soldiers on the beach. He's taken a fair amount of shrapnel in the leg. It's a pretty bad wound. You are his commanding officer. You clamber over the dune. You drag him to safety. You take a little shrapnel yourself, but you both live. And I open my eyes and she's very pale. And she says, can you tell me what my rank was? I said, yes, you were a sergeant. She goes, he's called me sergeant since he was three years old and we've never known why. Okay. Number two, there was a woman who grew up Midwest, had no connection to the Civil War whatsoever. But she was always fascinated by the Underground Railroad. And so she asked me, I go upstairs and I'm saying, okay, I'm seeing you in a very small whitewashed room. The ceiling is very low. So the two gentlemen, one in a military uniform, one in civilians, they're just kind of bending over like this because they can't stand up straight. You are by a rickety iron bed and looking from your clothing, it's dark gray, it's black soutache around the hem and the sleeve. So this is about 1862 or three. And the woman in the bed is an old black woman who is dying and you are all grieving because you had gotten her safely out of a Mississippi plantation and she was almost to the end of the Underground Railroad, but she wasn't gonna make it. And I opened my eyes and this woman is crying. And she says, I have had that exact dream for 20 years and never knew what it was. Wow. That's when you want to find out about past lives. Okay. When it's a healing thing. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. And I mean, what, like how clear (laughs) you, you are as that kind of, I guess, medium. So were there things- Again, remember what I said, I've loved history since I was a kid. So you give the same vision to me and someone who is past lives that doesn't have my background. They might say long skirt picture, you know, big hat, something ornate. I think it's Europe and I could go, hobble skirt, picture hat, that kind of ostrich feather. You're in front of the Brandenburg Gate. It's Berlin in 1911 or 12. That's why you find your specialties. Okay. I love that. Well, so um, have you discovered any significant lives that you've been able to like work through your own kind of blog? Yes. That's how I started. Okay. Um, (laughs) You know, growing up in a nice Jewish family, uh, Dad was with the Occupation Army in 46 in Vienna. I was terrified of Germans, terrified of the language, convinced that they wanted to kill you, you know. Mm-hmm. But in 1991, I went to the old Rhinebeck Aerodrome with a friend. And I knew nothing about World War One at all, zip. But when the World War One planes started to fly and they had an Albatross D-5 and a Fokker triplane, that's the Red Baron, that Snoopy always chased. It was like there was an explosion in my head 
And all of a sudden, I needed to learn German. I needed to understand those planes. I recognized pictures in books. And we found out who I was. I had been a pilot during the time. And the reason that that was important to me now was because he was anti-Semitic. But it wasn't a bad thing. It was just everybody was in Germany at that point. And being born into a Jewish family this time was what's called unbalanced energy, Mm -hmm. rebalancing the energy. Right. So that helped me understand why I was born into a Jewish family, even though when I was a kid, it always felt like I got on the wrong bus. Okay. Well, and you made an interesting comment when we were talking about your last name, that that's a chosen Mm -hmm. German last name. So tell us, tell the audience about that. Because I think- Uh, it's practical. Of balance. When I was for, <laughs> literally, it's safety. When I was first reading, I read under my legal name, and we had a landline, and I would get calls at three in the morning from drunks, and I will not go into what they asked me, but because my husband was a museum director, we didn't know if it was you know the museum alarm or whatever. We had to answer them, so I said, okay, I need a reader's name. And I'm only going to have my cell phone. And that's that. And I chose Corby because it's Gaelic for Raven. And they're my baby birds. And you, this this is real. The rest of it, I'm afraid, is better living through chemistry. But this was what my hair looked like at the time. Um, and Mitleid means compassion. It's a German word for compassion, which always reminds me why I do the work I do. Ooh, beautiful. Um, okay. Well, so let's... Talk about your books because okay. you you have some books here and I do. Which which one came first? Was it the Your Soul's Plan? Those are not my books. Okay, those are Robert Schwartz's. Got it. Robert and now his wife Liesel. He is a past life regressionist himself. Okay, um, but he was doing the work. He showed that karma is not carrot and stick. It's five things. Healing, service, contrast, unbalanced energy, and healing and beliefs. The books that I have written are based on my own life experience. Okay. I'm good with nonfiction. So the first one is clean out your life closet. Okay. Clarity, adaptability, simplicity, and making friends with stress. But I don't say do everything I tell you when it all gets better because I haven't lived your life. Right. Uh, each chapter, I some of your stories, some of my stories, some suggestions, but you've got the adventure pages at the end, which have questions you have to answer from your own life experience. So you take from the book what is useful. Absolutely. So what is the premise of clean out your life's closet? Like what, a, what kinds of things are you taking people through? Um, clarity, getting clear in relationships getting clear on your purpose, getting clear with spirit, uh, learning to live life as a tiny house, why perfection isn't what you think it is, Um, find happiness in experiences, not things. Mm -hmm. And the chapter on stress is there's good and bad stress. There's stress as mission creep, stress is a shot across the bow. And there are sometimes you just have to stand your ground with it. Mm. So it's, purely useful. And I chose those things because that's what my clients kept asking about over and over and over again. Okay. Perfect. 
Okay, so then your next book. Tell us about that one. This one is kind of my favorite. The Psychic Yellow Brick Road, How to Find the Real Wizards and Avoid the Flying Monkeys. Now, the back says, good psychic guidance is art, don't settle for a forgery. And I wrote this because there are lots of books out there that tell you how to be a psychic. Yeah. You didn't need another one of that. And there are some books that say, this is what to look for. And I'm the only one out there. Doesn't do that either. It's basically how to choose a good psychic, how to use the information, how to stay safe. But I will say that all of my colleague intuitives read it, laugh at some of the things I talk about and say, geez, I wish I had this book when I was starting. For instance, there's a thing about, there are certain questions you don't ask. We, 95% of the time, we all get the does Bruce love me thing. Okay. okay. Right. But it's <laughs> not always the answer you want. But I have clients that do it this way. Does Bruce love me? No. Is he going to love me? Not the way you want. Well, if I do such and such, is he going to love me? No. Oh, okay. Well, is he going to call soon? No, if he's not going to call soon, he's going to call later. And they beat on you, hoping you will finally say, yes, yes, he loves you and he wants seven babies with you. He just doesn't know it yet. Oh, good. I thought so. Right. Just don't. Um, and there's a little bit about etiquette, which I flipped the other direction on my third book, which is You've Got the Magic Who Needs a Genie. And that is realize we are people. Don't treat us like a service, a burger, a latte, a car wash. Mm. I have had someone when I'm trying to quit eat a sandwich, literally lean over my desk at a psychic there, poke the sandwich with his finger and says, you don't need to eat right now. My wife wants to read it. That's when my front person slides in front. And of okay. course, you know, they didn't get to go there. Um, so when you understand how we work and the best way to form your questions, what's useful, what isn't, what we can do, mm -hmm. then I don't care if you never come to me. You're going to have a better experience. And as the old saying goes, all boats rise. I love that. And with psychics, one, oh, she's a fake, ruins 10, oh, she was fabulous. Which is yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I've been around a lot of different psychics throughout my life. And yeah, some are definitely more clear than others. Um, what, mm -hmm. what could be some tips that you could give the audience in terms of, you know, without giving the whole book away, but just in terms sure. of how to, how to form the, formulate the questions and like what makes a good question that someone like. Okay. Um, actually, what I am going to offer to your listeners is I've got an ebook that is the first two chapters that if they would like it, all they have to do is drop me a note at Corby at CorbyMidline.com and say, I heard you on Lisa Thompson's show and I will send them. Uh, what I have done is I have a mnemonic. And if you don't want to know what that is, PTA, Parent Teacher Association, that's what a mnemonic is. So the mnemonic is answer. And that gives you exactly what you need to do to prep for a great psychic session. Right. And answer is accept responsibility for your part in the session. Mm -hmm. No pop quizzes, no comparisons. State your intentions clearly. Widen your horizons, evaluate your information, and respond to the universe. Do not please sit there and say, okay, fine. You're psychic, tell me stuff. That's like trying to climb Everest in sneakers, kids. There's no grip. Right. And I don't care how fast I read. 
if what you wanted was about your second kid and I've given you the rest of it, you don't get that. You go, ah, she didn't tell me anything. She's lousy. Right. So let me know what you want to know, because also I have several tools, <coughs> tarot and oracle cards. That's your everyday tour bus, house, car, job, kid, finances. Okay, God, you put me here. What am I doing? Mm-hmm. Past lives. Who was I in 1642 Belgium? Why do I hate squirrels? Um, I want to speak to my spirit guide, Binky, and how's dead Aunt Mabel? I'm, that's what we do. And I can't do all of it in one session. So tell me what you came to me for, and I will give you as much information as I possibly can. Okay. I love that too. So do you work with people um, remotely, like over Zoom, over the phone, in person? I live in upstate New York. You really think that a client of mine from Edinburgh wants to come to New York and the sheep and the cows? No. I don't Um, know. No, they don't. I I have worked with clients on just about every continent except Antarctica. But the thing people need to remember is if I could only read you face-to-face in person, how do you know I'm not reading your body language? Mm. Energy is energy. Cosmic work is cosmic work. And it doesn't matter if you're sitting in front of me or 6,000 miles away. Zoom is because a lot of people feel more comfortable seeing my face. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you do, so you do one-on-one sessions. Do you have different... Mm-hmm amounts of time that people book with you or like just yeah. Oh, yeah. I, if you have are gonna one question yeah <laughs> well I, I'm, I'm a rare beastie in that I do not upsell myself the less you spend with me the happier we both are so if it's just a one quick question that's a burning question reading that's five minutes and I've got business readings rookie readings if you're just stepping into the field uh, birthday readings, romance readings. I've got special mentoring for teens, which was really important during the pandemic, mm. all the way up to my soul plan reading, which is the work that I did for Robert Schwartz. But um, that's where you have a serious life challenge. You have homework. I get it back. Mm. I get some clarification questions. And then I am in deep trance meditation for about 12 hours bringing down your past lives, talking to your higher self, doing your numerology, and then we discuss it for an hour. Okay. So literally five minutes to an entire day, you get to decide what you need, not okay. me. Okay. So when you're getting this information, um, because the Claire's come in all different ways, um, mm-hmm. what, do you have a primary? Are you highly visual or you get them and- it, it depends. Time, but- it truly does. Okay. For instance, with the past lives, I see it like a movie. Okay. When I read cards, I don't necessarily say the same thing for each card. That's why I'm a tarot master. Um, there are certain cards that people are scared of, like, like power. the devil. Oh, the devil. Okay. The like- devil does not mean Mr. Horns in a tail. It means <laughs> being bedeviled by something, someone, or some situation, or holding yourself back from your highest and best. Then... This does not mean you're going to be hit by a bus on Tuesday. It's death of an old way of life, death of what you've outgrown, death of what was never you in the first place. And the tower card, oh, baby, everybody is convinced that means doom, gloom, and destruction. And I say, no, I want you to look at it from a different perspective. Look at it and think of the imploding sports stadium, right? I'm going to use 
the Red Sox because I'm close to Boston. Okay. If the Red Sox want to build a new stadium, they got to blow up Fenway first and clear the ground. So the tower card is saying, get ready for big change, but it's change that will be useful to you. Okay. So someone, um, I know there are a lot of people that are kind of newer to tarot and, mm -hmm. you know, read from books and other things. So what if someone really wants a really good, powerful reading, what, mm -hmm. how do they find someone that they know is legit, who knows what they're doing? Well, Besides I you. do. I, oh, okay. I, I, Harvey, everyone. It's one of the reasons that I became a certified tarot master, certified professional tarot reader, you know, like a good puppy on paper trained. Um, when you see something like that, you know, we've been through classes, there are rules, there are regs. Um, I do highly recommend uh, find the Tarot Guild online because mm -hmm. people that are professionals are listed there. Certified Tarot Masters are listed there. And if you are interested in learning, great, great classes. Okay. So that's the Tarot Guild. If you're looking locally, let's mm -hmm. say you've never had a reading and there's a psychic expo near you. Well, again, you have to be a good puppy. First, you go in and you do your walkies which means you walk around and you look at everything and see who's there. Second, you get paper trained. What does paper trained mean? Paper trained means that you get information, rack cards that tells you who we are from anybody who looks good. Mm -hmm. Then you sit down and you read, then you come back and you talk to us directly. Okay. If we're busy, talk to our front people. But remember, we can say we're wonderful and that doesn't count. And we hire our front people to say they love us. My first front person was Laura Spickerman, who is my husband's office manager Monday through Friday. Do you think she's going to dismiss his museum director on the weekends? No. You want to find our testimonial books. These are comments from clients. Are we good? Are we kind? Are we funny? Do we have specialties? Children, dogs, dead people. Would they come back? But the last thing is check in here. You are putting your hard-earned money on the table. Mm -hmm. If the intuitive doesn't feel like they have a brain in their head, they really care about what they're doing, or they're going to give you good information, don't go there no matter how cool the wiki-woo looks on the table. And if nobody there rings your, rings your bell, trust me, leave without a reading, there will be somebody else at another time. It just isn't there. Okay, really good advice. And so... When people are coming to you, like, do you, do you do psychic fairs still? Or are you too busy? Okay. No, 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 no. No, I adored them. 45 weekends a year, I was a Hilton Diamond. So I'd walk in and it would be the we're not worthy. It was delicious. But the universe kept nudging me. We mm. would rather have you home. Okay. And I kept saying, yeah, next year, next year. Until I got herniated disc and pinched nerve. July of 2019 and the doctors after they fixed me said, you're done traveling. You can't be 10 hours in the car. You can't in the load in and the load out. Wow. So I quickly got my business online the way the universe had been wanting. And what happened in March of 2020, but the advent of the years of murder hornet bingo and hold my beer. Now, if I had still just been doing shows, my business would have tanked. Yeah, My business has never been better. So yes, I will do, you know, Syracuse is two hours for me. Saratoga Springs is an hour and a quarter. Those I'll do. But the old traveling, no. That's why I wrote the third book, my darlings. 
Right. You've got the magic who needs a genie, which I just had revised for 2023. And I have to tell you, it's gorgeous. It is no longer Amazon print on demand. I want you to take every single thing I learned in 18 years. If I can keep you from having to reinvent the wheel or make my mistakes, I'm thrilled. Because mm. at 68, I'm not going to be here in 30 years, kids. And they're still going to need readers. Yeah. So you're the next generation. Get out there and get started. So the book, is it is it actually focused on helping people become readers, like tarot readers well, or psychic readers or what? No, it is how to be on the circuit. For instance, the okay. first chapter is boot camp, which is how to choose fairs, how to design your booth, how to design your look, how to choose a front person. Then it's about networking. It's about how to be good to yourself. It's about all the peripherals. Um podcasts, TV and radio appearances, corporate work, liabilities, insurance. So no, if you want to be a psychic, go do that. But if you want to make it as a professional intuitive, that's your book. Okay. Well, and I, you know, I, there are so many business books out there, but I have not heard of one like yours that is geared towards so, mm-hmm. and I know a lot of my, my audience, they are in this kind of profession themselves and um, all the guests that I have on. So what a fantastic resource. So I, and n- not just psychics, yeah, healers and vendors as well. Beautiful. Just because you don't do this work doesn't mean the book isn't for you. Okay. So do you help people open up their intuitive gifts as part of your work I or- try. I try. try. Um, Most of your people have probably heard of Patreon, which is uh, a place where you can sign up and support people you believe in. So I have a group there and I refer to them as the nestlings because my nickname is Ma Feathers. And we get together once a month and we'll work on what I know which is deep dish on cards and spirit guides and past lives. We'll have people that do what I don't do. Uh, The brilliant astrologer, Pat Dumas was there. Uh, Sam Smeltzer was teaching medical Qigong last night. Cindy Howell of the Spiral Connection teaches about crystals. And because it's not my ego, it's I am the facilitator. It is my responsibility to bring them all the information I can. Okay. Got it. So in terms of um, psychic work, I know at least most psychics that I know don't like giving necessarily timelines for things because timelines can always shift. How, what is your, um, your understanding about if someone's like, okay, when is this going to happen? Give me a date. Okay. Um, I can do certain things. Um, One of the things with tarot is each suit has a different seasonal meaning. Um, I can look, it's like, so when am I going to meet Bruce? I will pull month by month for about three years. Okay. And so say, it looks like in April of 2025, there's this kind of guy, but I remind them, A, you have more than one person. If we didn't, nobody would get divorced. B, even the best of us are only 85% accurate. The only one 100% accurate is God, and he's not doing Zoom readings this week. Right. It's really up to them. But that's why I tell them, take this, run with it, 
but give yourself some wiggle room. Okay. You know, and I don't worry about my own accuracy. If I wasn't accurate, people would not have come back to me for 20 something years. When you're worried about accuracy, that's your ego in the way. Your job is to be the clear tube that it comes through. Okay. When I, yeah, I've experienced people that definitely seem, even though they, they say they are this fully clear channel, it seems like their ego is kind of stepping in because they think that they are the only ones that have all this information. And it, so. uh, I refer to them as the ones who think their aura don't stink. Yep. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so um, do you ever make predictions, psychic predictions, or see into what's going on in the world? Because I know um, I have actually been a part of a couple of summits that have been trying to do this to put things into perspective, astrologically from a psychic perspective, numerology. But I'm wondering, is that something that you you go out and look at what's going on. And, and I know from a quantum level, you know, timelines are existing simultaneously. So things can. Yes. Um, I am a, an objective realist pessimist. Um, but I know that looking at the world, especially what will affect me, um, I, I tend to err on the side of, eh. so I don't try to do that. On the mm. other hand, Pat Dumas, she does uh, looking at things for the year in January, and she was able to pinpoint the death of um, our Supreme Court Justice, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She pinpointed the death of Queen Elizabeth. Hmm. She pinpointed for me when massive windfall was going to come in this August, and I'm thinking, everybody I know who had money has already died. You don't need to know the circumstances, but she pinned it. And it hadn't even come in to the universe when she read me in January. Wow. So can people do this? Absolutely. Is yeah. it one of my favorite things to do? No, it Got really it. isn't. I'd rather work one-on-one with a person in front of me. What can I do to help them move their life forward? Okay. Beautiful. Um, so in terms of you you saying that you basically the news part, the bad news, you don't believe in bad mm-hmm. news. Can you go into that into sure. what you mean by that? All right. Yeah. If someone heard that they were getting cancer, they think that's bad news. Mm-hmm. Kids, I have gone through three bouts of breast cancer, two divorces, rape, abuse, poverty, dysfunctional families. Without that, I wouldn't be the deeply compassionate teacher I am today. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Our higher self, our oversoul decides what we're going to deal with down here. That's like choosing your college major, but how you deal with it is, are you taking gut courses or double major plus lab? Okay. Um, I have learned to live the examined life and ask myself the three most important questions through what I've had to go through. Mm -hmm. Example for the examined life. I finally got the right guy. We were only married a year and a half when the doctor said, okay, you've got a second primary. So the danger clock is back to zero, but three strikes, you're out. So we're taking the rack and we're taking the ovaries and you're going from a Dolly Parton figure to a fat fire plug with permanent side effects. 
in three weeks. Oh, and by the way, we're going to destroy you so much in, internally. Sex is probably off the table. Mm. Yeah. Did I go home for 24 hours and cry? Yes, I'm normal. Yeah. But then I knew I had to come up with three reasons to be okay with it. I didn't care how dumb they were. Number one, you don't have them. You can't get cancer there. Number two, top half is not going to get slammed in the refrigerator door at the doctor's every year. And every woman listening knows what I'm talking about. Implants, I won't be perky till I'm 93. I can handle that. Got out of Mass General in three days, shopped for a bathing suit in five. My husband and I will celebrate our 21st anniversary this October. Mm. Because after the wrong guys, I have the right guy who looked at me and said, I married you, not them. Has it changed our marriage? Oh, profoundly. Mm -hmm. But it's taught us we work on it. And we are more in love with each other now than we were the day we got married because mm. of the work. Yeah. So that's why live the examined life. I don't like what's happening, but find the lesson for me, find how to teach with it, and then say next. Too many people stay stuck in yeah. their stories. They do. One, I have two ex-husbands and I'm on my fourth career. So I get There you it. go. And the example I use, you know, yeah. when you know Susie keeps saying that she's a cancer survivor 15 years down. That's me in 1973, kids. Betty Crocker stayed homemaker for New Jersey. I'm not that person anymore. I don't keep referring to it. So who are you now? Who do you yeah. want to be now? That's where you put your attention. Yes, completely agree with that. So what, what kind of wisdom would you like to share with the audience of all of the, I mean, this years of experience, everything you just said though, about living that examined life, um, I think is beautiful advice because there are people that get stuck, right? They just, mm -hmm. they don't know how to get out of it. They think that, okay, I'm just going to be in this victim state the rest of my life. Nope. But nope. Yeah. So what, what can you share about like how to maybe, if someone is in that place, okay, like what, what can they, what step can they take? Well, to get? The humorous thing I say is, remember, God doesn't do grishas. What's a grisha? A grisha is when you stick in the knife and you twist it to make sure it's in there. No, that's, it's not that. Always ask yourself three questions about anything. What am I X about? X is sad, scared, angry, depressed, whatever. Why am I X about that? And follow that road down. Keep asking that question. If you say, I don't know, say to yourself, if you had to guess, because that usually will unlock the answer. Mm -hmm. And then the question we never ask ourselves, what do I think would happen if I stopped being X about that? Mm. That's what opens us up to possibilities. Everything we believe can change in a moment. I learned that at the Option Institute in Massachusetts 40 years ago. It's what you believe, stimulus belief response mm -hmm. that makes the difference. Okay. So because the show often does focus on um, the cosmos and galactic, mm -hmm. and I just, I'm curious, have you had any experiences or had guides come in that are of the galactic higher dimensional realm? I have no idea except, except 
1976, I was living in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and the apartment had French doors from the bedroom into the living room. And my then fiance and I were in bed, and all of a sudden, we see this pulsing blue light in the living room. And there were no windows that would allow traffic or anything like that. And we see the pulsing blue light come not through, but through the French doors and kind of pulse above the bed gently. Um, scared? Yes. But I addressed it and I said, I don't know who you are. You might be my oversoul. And thank you for showing yourself, but I am not ready to deal with you yet. So I would ask you to leave. Pop. Never saw it since. Um, but I know that the universe is not so wasteful that we're the only ones with any intelligence. That's yeah. ego. Yes. Pretty much all religions are ego. Hi, yeah. our little pea brains have the right answer. Kids, we are like an ant in a calculus class. Not only does it not have the background to do the calculations, but it can't hold a pencil in its whittle paw. <laughs> um, is there something else out there? Oh, there has to be. Mm -hmm. Like I say, God is not wasteful. But is it going to be a gray or is it going to be someone like the Vulcans in Star Trek First Contact? I have no idea. I'll hope for the latter, not the former. <coughs> but the fact that the United States government is admitting to things, we'll find out pretty soon. Oh, yeah. <coughs> well, and I've been in. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, no, you're good. So that's one thing that I. Um, Yes, I teach regularly about. However, mm -hmm. I was just curious about your experiences and have you had any clients that you've read for that or done the past life readings for where you're tapping into not just an earth life, it's something beyond mm -hmm. earth? Oh, there are. Um, working for the graphic novel series ElfQuest, which has been around for 45 years and writing for them. I recognize people like Powder from the movie. They are the ones who oh, don't yeah. feel quite right here. Mm -hmm. They are the ones who are confused and feel bereft, but they don't talk to anyone about it. <clears throat> so I look at them and I say, okay, I'm gonna give you two words. I want you to close your eyes and immediately respond to the visceral right one for you. Mm -hmm human, other. And if it's other, their eyes fly open like, oh my God, you've seen me. I call those half wings. I am sure that human souls have been on other planets like a foreign exchange student and why wouldn't they be here? Right. Okay. But there's no reason to be afraid of them. No, there isn't. Especially not if they come down in a human body. They right. need support. Yes, yes. Okay. Well, do you have any last words that you would like to share with the audience and, and let them know how to find you as well before we wrap okay. up? That's very simple. They can't avoid me. They really can't. You can find me through Corby Mitlide, my website, Patreon, YouTube, Pinterest, Instagram. Find me on Facebook, Corby Mitlide at Fire Through Spirit. Um, 
wise words. Well, I spouted a whole lot. You have. But the, the thing, I know, New Yorkers, we talk fast. But the thing that I would tell you is, please, I am not special. You can do what I do. We are all wired like the same house plan. It's just a matter of making sure that the circuit breaker is going to let the power flow. And you realize that this is a gift that if you use it, you can help yourself, but you might also help others. Don't be afraid of it. Find a good teacher and welcome to the club. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for being on today, Corby. And for those watching and listening, thank you for your time. And I will see you next time on Connection to the Cosmos. Aloha.